it's safe to assume that most of our listeners have heard about WordPress or CMS. And in technology especially, you hear many acronyms flying around. CMS, DAMS, API, XML, JSON, etc., etc. A fairly new one to me, and I'm sure many others listening right now, is CCMS. But luckily for you guys, we have guests today that know all about it. On today's episode, we'll be learning all about component content management systems. Grab a pen and paper. You'll need to take some notes on this one. My name is Jamie Poole. I work for CMERC Manuals um, with the Merck uh, company. I am a digital specialist, uh, which is a fancy way of saying it is my job to get content to the website in not only English, but nine other languages um, for our website. We are a medical information website, publish, we just basically any kind of information you need to know about the human body or the uh, animal body because we have a vet section as well. Deb, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and um, your illustrious CCMS career or content yes, technical? Um, I'm Deb Bazance. I'm an applications engineer for Vasant Systems. And Vasant Systems does provide um, CCMS solutions. I am responsible for doing um, pre-sales demos of our solutions. Prior to working at Vasant Systems, I was a tools administrator for a technical publications group that managed content using a CCMS. Um, and I supported uh, 35 writers, uh, eight or 10 editors, and also managers. So I've been familiar with CCMS for probably 10 to 15 years. Rob, last but not least. Yeah, hi, my name is Rob Kennedy, and uh, I've been working in the software industry for over 23 years in numerous development and leadership roles. Um, for the past four years, I've been director of development at Vasant Systems, and uh, we're leading a team uh, developing our next generation product, Vasant Inspire CCMS. One of my roles here deals with specific uh, media content, uh, live video, photos, um, just everything you could possibly think of. Um, but based on our conversations, um, you know, we could potentially even be using a CCMS. Um, but for those who don't know, which I, I hope is many people that would be listening to this, what is a CCMS? Um, a CCMS is a component content management system. And the component part means that you're storing your content in smaller chunks or modular pieces of content. A CCMS or content management system usually stores content at the document level and manages that document through its life cycle. CCMS will also manage content, those smaller pieces of chunks and manage the relationships between those pieces as well as the version histories. The CCMS manages those smaller pieces of content. And as you're using modular content, you can take advantage of reuse opportunities. For example, if you have a safety notice that appears in multiple documents, you can write that safety notice once and reuse it in all of those documents. And the CCMS will track all of the instances where that safety notice is being used. It allows you to not have to touch the content, certain parts of the content every time you want to update other parts of the content that you're just referencing. You know that that part is 
that safety notice is correct, you can reference it a hundred different times and you only have to update it once and it automatically gets updated to all hundred references. And it seems, um, so now in, in the CCMS role, XML seems to be the, the choice of technology for managing these components, right? So is that why, why is XML that the, the choice technology? So XML or extensible markup language has been around for quite some time. Um, its purpose has always been to provide a way to apply structure and metadata to any given type of textual content. Um, and there are a lot of different ways you could approach content reuse, uh, but luckily um, the standards body OASIS has defined a couple of standards um, for using XML to allow for the definition and reuse of content um, within a publication. And those two common standards are DITA, DITA, and DocBook. What happened before CCMS or how are people dealing with their day-to-day without having one? So for Merck, um, for the manuals, we used to use Word documents as a means of moving, so essentially as um, chapters through our workflow, it would go from one editor to the author to another editor to reviewer, and all of this would be kept in a Word document, all of our changes, all of the comments. Um, <laughs> I could imagine that you would have to like version two, version 348. <laughs> Like just like many versions or a lot of renaming, right? Yeah, um, they all got emailed around. So there was um, always a possibility that something became corrupt in the transfer. Um, One of the biggest issues was we couldn't add multimedia um, because it would make the file too large. So it was kind of, we have this image. Let's hope you like it when it gets to the site because we can't embed it into this Word document. From the site, you put it into a Word document and then you take it out of the Word document to put it back into our publishing tool. That and that took time. It's it's you know it's all done by hand. It's, there's no manual process for that. It just seems like a lot of time being wasted. It, it was. It was a lot of time being wasted with, with the switch to to Python and to a management system. We saved a lot of time just by being able to click a button to to push to the next person instead of making sure the Word document is in exact the right order, and then sending it. And I'm sure for industries that are highly regulated, like pharma and med dev, that could probably delay the releases, correct? We, we're lucky that we don't have to follow the same rules as other uh, aspects of Merck, but it, for other aspects that do have to have um, pharma re- regulation, because uh, other other parts of Merck have the same kind of uh, CMS, um, it does, because it is very restricted as to what can and can't go out what can be said, what can't be said. And if you're tracking that in a Word document that's 100 pages long, you're going to miss You're gonna miss one. So basically you had to develop some sort of content strategy without the CCMS because right. whatever you were using at the time just didn't, didn't work for you. Yep. Um, yeah, um, and I think Jamie touched on this as well, that you're sending content out to review through email. Um, I, I was working... Um, on my documentation and we were actually in an agile environment. So it was a quick turnaround, had my content um, ready to go to be published. And the project manager comes in and says, okay, we're not going to send this feature, this release, you need to update your documentation. So I had to just jump through hoops to get that information pulled out. And I wanted to keep a copy of it because I knew 
two months down the road, they were going to bring the feature back in. So I wanted to keep what had been written and approved so that we could build on that in the future. So it was, it was painful trying to find that content, update it, and still save those changes. What industries and verticals can use a CCMS? And, and you know, what are the potential ways they could use it? I think anybody who has a publishing um, site that needs a, an archive, um, whether it be medical or if you, you know, look at Entertainment Weekly, they have to keep archives of their content. Um, they have to have ways to keep track of, you know, the versions of their articles. Anybody who has to keep a versioning of their content, this is, a, this is the best way to do it. Yeah, CCMS is industry agnostic. Um, there's no one vertical that a CCMS can't fit into, honestly. Um, if you're pushing a Word document right now via email through a peer review process, um, you likely need a CCMS for the robust collaborative review mechanism like Cassant Inspire can provide. Um, if you have content and you need to better manage the authoring, review, localization, publication of that content, um, then you definitely need a CCMS today. So how easy would it be for a company to get on CCMS? You know, if I'm a technical writer, I want to improve my process, I'm frustrated with silos, politics, and, you know, the initial cost of investment is pretty daunting. What can I say to my boss to get him to listen to me? Well, one of the first things to do is to start taking measurements. You know, how long does it take you to publish a document? How long does it take your writers to write that content? How much time do they spend searching for content? Um, even just the preparing of that review, how much time is spent, you know, sending out the emails and combining all of the comments from everybody and then updating the content. If you can start with some measurements like that, you can then start building a case and also set some goals. You know, why, what would you like to improve you know, do you want to eliminate two steps in that collaborative review process? And then you can start building some requirements and some ammunition to take to your upper management to build your case for a CCMS. Absolutely. Yeah, Vasant prides itself in offering a team of specialists who can help you um, in your organization gather um, your content requirements, um, architect a content reuse plan, and assist in the execution of that plan. So um, not only do we help you understand your own content, but we can walk you through the entire process with additional training, support um, um, to ensure your transition to component reuse authoring is a smooth one. It's something that is very helpful as, as we've been on the song for a while, but we are, you know, always upgrading, updating of the, the system that we have. And the support is very helpful in that even with, Monday, Monday questions when we have somebody new who hasn't used it before comes in and sees something that the rest of us who've been using it for years kind of ignored. Um, the support of the, the team is very helpful. What if I'm a content creator, I'm a technical writer, but I am not a technical person. Is that possible? It is. How easy it, is it, like, is it going to be another task for me to figure out how to use this? Or are these generally easy things to grasp it's pretty evident um it's it's very user intuitive mm -hmm. um our editors are english majors and doctors um they're not tech savvy to uh to start with some of them are but the majority of them aren't um 
and they they come in and they pick it up very quickly. Uh, whether it's the Vasant statistics, the, the actual database that we're working in, or the portal editing portal, a lot of our authors are older and do not have a lot of tech experience, <laughs> and <laughs> and they are they're able to figure it out, be able to work it without much issue. So I think that's the that's how you can tell it is it's a good system is when you can tell some people here or, you know here are your basic instructions here's how you can log in um, so people figuring it out by themselves means that it's intuitive. I think one of the hardest things that I've dealt with was changing the concept of no longer working in a book but working in modular content and giving up ownership of that content and realizing that this content can be written once and reused many places. So it's now this shared pool of information that we could all use. So in a way it lightens your load, but again, um, for some writers it was a little scary to no longer have ownership of their content. Maybe we can briefly touch on how a CCMS can make standardized translated content more easy and efficient for content creators. We, we have 10 other languages other than English um, in our content. Um, and what it is, is the system allows us to have the English be the base of the content. And then every translated item of that English base has the same client key, the same item record ID. We just add a country code to it. So when we need to update because of whatever reason, we know that 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 we can find that paragraph, that chapter, that text by that client key and update it. Even if the majority of these languages I don't speak, I, I would not be able to read it and find it in, in the, the database. But I know I can use that key to do it. Yes, and also the advantage of the modular content is that if you're just changing the text in one module of your entire document, you only have to send that module out for translation. You don't have to send the entire document out for translation when there's been a small change. The CCMS will manage that for you. To me, it seems that CCMS doesn't get a lot of traction in the content marketing space. I know it's pretty popular and it shines in the tech comm space, but in the bigger content marketing space, I don't know, I, I, it just doesn't seem to get the recognition that I think it should. It's definitely a, a more complex system. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, so CCMS is a relatively small niche within the greater whole of the CMS market share. Um, and it's it's been that way for quite some time. But I, I start I first I foresee organizations are starting to um, globalize their content and they want to sort of rein in the cost of localizing that content. So I think they're starting to look for more solutions to to really enhance what they're doing now, which is essentially just modifying pages on a web CMS. Um, I think buyers of CMS in general are becoming more sophisticated um, and as such are demanding more sophisticated systems um, like a CCMS to go beyond the typical web CMS. Um, and so they're starting to put in place these backend systems like a CCMS and replacing the traditional web content management systems with simpler alternatives like just a, a plain um, static website, which is the published result of your managed CCMS content. Hmm. I figure a lot of the times it's not the actual technical writer who makes the decision on getting a CCMS, but who is the client? Who is the decision maker? 
Um, like who's the person who actually makes the call on this kind of thing? Um, often it could be a director of communications or technical communications. Mm. Um, there's also been a trend in the industry over the last few years to put more value on technical documentation. And I think more companies are starting to look at that. And, and I would see CCMS is picking up here in the next few years because people are, um, there's a new generation that wants to go out and see product documentation before they make a purchase. Mm. And if your product documentation is not readily available, is not searchable, is not answering their questions, then that could be a potential um, knock on your product or a reason that they wouldn't want to purchase your product. So more and more organizations now are starting to look at how can we improve our documentation and by doing so, moving to XML and purchasing a CCMS. How would using a CCMS impact your the project timeline? It, it speeds it up um, from when we were using a Word document. Mm-hmm. Um, our chapters need to be updated um, every 12 to 24 months, depending on what the topic is, just for freshness of the site. Um, we are constantly having chapters in different states of the workflow, having the CMS allows us to easily track where everything is. And the CMS allows us to just quickly go from one stage to the next stage without, or, or checking the content each time it comes in. It's, uh, when I talked to the editors who were using the Word documents, it says, they said it saved them weeks of time for each chapter uh, when they switched to the Um We have, over 300 chapters um, in professional and over 600 chapters in consumer. That's a lot of weeks that are just being saved by switching to a CMS. Imagine have, getting back weeks of your time per year. Like, what could you do? <laughs> what would you do with, if I had an extra week of life per year? Just like, what would I do? It'd be great. I get more they, manicures. They, they used it to, to shop more. Be able to, to be able to edit more. They were able to move through quickly, um, do more chapters instead of less. Mm. Oh, so they just got through more work. So I had the opportunity to attend a did a conference this past April with Deb. Deb, maybe you could give a brief explanation to our listeners on what DIDA is and how it relates to CCMS. DITA is the Darwin Information Typing Architecture, which is a an XML standard that um, provides the structure for not only technical documentation, but um, also learning and training content. It could be used for um, cookbooks, for recipes, could also be used for uh, travel guides information like that, uh, medical content. So the standard provides a a group of elements that can be applied and the elements provide semantic meaning to the content. Hmm. And then transformation tools use that structure and the semantic meaning to then apply formatting when you're publishing and processing the content. You know, the CCMS is configured to match your XML standard and structure. The XML authoring tools also are configured 
so the authoring tool that we have in Basant Inspire is very word-like, has a very friendly interface. It is XML, um, but you don't feel like you're writing code or tagging your content. Yeah, it looks just like if, as if I was creating a WordPress blog. You know, you have mm -hmm. you got the easy stuff on the left and the difficult stuff you can hide on the right. Uh, what are the ways people access a CCMS? Traditionally, um, the software systems have been desktop-based systems, and, um, you know, several of our customers are still using those systems today. Um, they're perfectly fine for component content reuse. Um, the way the industry is trending towards is obviously a web-based system, 100% web-based. And so um, Basant has been working on Basant Inspire for the past three years and getting, um, you know, a new product for the market that is 100% web-based and allows the user to not have to use anything on their desktop. Um, that's in the cloud. It's a SaaS system. Um, but also there's also, uh, you know, potential to allow our clients to um, be on-premises and self-host that product as well. So I can, I can still log on to the internet to access my CCMS and all of my content, but I have the, uh, I can sleep easier knowing that I have my data and it's hosted on my servers. Correct. It's easy to envision the text form of content, mm -hmm. but how, how does a CCMS handle the multimedia, meaning the videos, the photos, um, sure. things like that? Um, our CCMSs can also handle multimedia such as images, um, other documents, um, archive files, uh, and even video. Um, you can store that in our system. It's, those are, can be very large files, however. So we also have, uh, we provide integrations with other systems like digital asset management systems that will allow you to store those in a centralized location and then reference those, that content, um, from your actual, uh, content that you're managing in the CCMS. Where we do store a lot of our multimedia and in, in the font and the database, it is, uh, we store photos and figures, drawings of for our text, for videos, we use an outside um, hosting service that, that connects to Vasant using the video ID. So when an author is looking at the site, the topic that they're reviewing or the topic that they're reviewing, um, they can see the photos that have been added in, a new figure. They can view the video, make sure it's what they want. We have something called external content, which are calculators which go to another site, they can view that. So it, we, I guess we use that localized system. Everything is there within the chapter that they can see, whether it's a JPEG file, a TIFF, an EPS, uh, or a movie file. What are some of the things that are, that CCMSs would need to integrate to in order to make it a nice, happy content ecosystem? One of the powerful things of a CCMS is um, sort of the savings and translation and localization of your content. And our products um, integrate with TransPerfect's products, um, like Product Director, uh, that allow you to uh, manage your translations in our software, um, send that translation content out um, to those other products and have that automatically come back into the system um, all in one centralized, easily to, to work with system. 
So there's real power there. So that's one um, piece of the workflow. Another one is publishing. Um, we've um, worked with third-party companies to um, allow you to, you know, publish your content to from our system out to HTML for publishing to a website, um, to PDF, also to um, uh, products like um, ZoomIn, which is uh, a company that uh, will host your your HTML, your website for you. Um, and so there's powerful um, tools that allow you to sort of have this life cycle of content creation and publication all in uh, one central system. So when you came to New York, we actually had the opportunity to chat and you mentioned a really cool success story with one of your tech clients. Can you share that story? Um, so yeah, HP uh, is one of our clients um, and their imaging and printing division um, gained a ton of value uh, with our product when they moved to the Vasant CMS. Um, they were doing the traditional, um, you know, publications of, you know, not using reused, reused content. They were sending it out to your traditional, um, translators and having things come back and having to, you know, translate content over and over and over again, um, the same duplicate content over and over and over again. Um, and so, you know, their global content was extremely expensive. Um, and so, you know, with the assistance of Vassant and the CCMS we've built, uh, you know, they were able to build a, a content strategy um, to rein in those costs um, and the results over the, the period of time that they've been using our product mm-hmm. was a savings of more than $62 million um, in their technical documentation processes. So, What do you do with an extra $62 million? One client reached their ROI or return of investment in eight months. Are there like plugins and extensions that can help you with content writing? Um, there are a couple of different things that you can do. You could build templates that can have a lot of um, boilerplate text already built in so that writers don't even have to type that. You can use third-party tools um, similar to Grammarly. Um, Acrolinks is one of those that you can build in. Um, you can also build in some tools that will guide your structure. If you develop a certain style for your structure that you want to use. So all of those things can be added on to the, the Sun Spire um, editing tool. We, we use plugins in the um, editing portal. Um, one of, one of our biggest ones um, is self check. As you can imagine, medical worlds do not, um, always are not the, always the easiest to spell. So I, I, and that is one of the editor's favorite tools, I will say, is the dictionary. Uh, we, have, we have the ability to add to the dictionary, so we're constantly teaching the dictionary um, new words. Um, and it's actually shared across um, both our human and our vet. So sometimes a medical word uh, goes to both. Uh, but those kind of plugins, uh, we we use them, um, like you said, it's, it makes it like just a little bit easier when you're trying to remember how to spell a word or in our cases, we add multimedia via the, uh, via an API, um, via a tool that we've added in. We create tables again, medical, uh, content requires lots of tables. Um, and they can use it. 
a plugin to create the table in the editing portal instead of having to um, code it out by hand. I'm going to ask a question that we ask all of our guests. Um, what's next in the world of CCMS? So I've seen statistics that as of 2018, there are now over 1.6 billion with a B websites online. Um, and so a good portion of those of which are probably running some form of web CMS um, that is likely rife with a lot of duplicate content. Um, I had mentioned that buyers of CMS are starting to run into this issue when they're um, becoming uh, more global and running into that the translation costs because of that duplicate content. Um, so I think in the future, we're like I just mentioned, we're going to start to see um, these companies start to want to move towards something that's not, um, you know, all their eggs in one basket in one website online. Um, they're starting to put in place these backend systems like a CCMS system to replace the traditional um, everything in my web CMS type uh, pro, uh, plan. Um, I see there's going to be a need for more flexibility in content creation and collation. Um, I believe that there's an ability um, to easily author, organize, and review and localize and publish and manage feedback even um, on all your digital and print media. I think that's where you know, the CCMS will thrive and gain market share um, away from these traditional web CMSs um, platforms um, as businesses look to streamline those costs. I can see more um, cloud-based where everything is hosted, not in a database, but, but being able to access it from anywhere um, and stored anywhere. You know, um, we're seeing a lot of requests for contributors outside of technical publications to be able to provide content. And it, it might not be in XML. Um, maybe engineers might provide content in the language that they're writing their APIs in, um, Markdown. So I see CCMS is needing to be able to support different types of content to expand beyond just XML to look at how can we combine content from different groups and still publish one cohesive document. Wow. We just learned a whole lot. Where can our listeners go to learn more? For more information on the Merck Manuals, visit our site at MerckManuals.com. We are available in 10 languages and through iPhone and Android apps. So um, if you go to our website at uh, www.vasant.com, that's V-A-S-O-N-T.com, click on resources in the upper right, you'll find a link to a free crash course for content management and a CMS starter kit, which provides a lot more information on the what and whys of component content management. Vasant Systems also um, participates in industry conferences. We'll have a booth in the exhibitor hall, and sometimes we also present. Um, and you can get a uh, list of all of the conferences we will be at, at on our website under company events. So we would love to see people there and talk with you in person about a CCMS. Well, there you have it, people. CCMS 101. Thank you, Jamie, Deb, and Rob. And to our listeners, I hope you learned something today. CCMS might be your secret weapon to all that is content creation and management. Happy creating. To those listening at home, at the office, or on the go, we have new episodes coming out each and every month. 
Make sure you subscribe with us wherever you get your podcasts or head over to nextpodcast.transperfect.com or email us at nextpodcast at transperfect.com. If you enjoyed listening, don't be afraid to hit the like button or leave a review. Be honest, we can take it, but be nice too. This podcast was brought to you by Transperfect Global Business Solutions, produced by Ulrich Burke, and special thanks to Dave Salerno, Nick Trinidad, and Shu Yi Lee. And I'm your host, Delina Khan. Thanks for listening.